Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. Today is Thursday, April 7th, and we have made it to the end of the March slash April schedule after some technical difficulties, uh, after my little vacation to Nashville, after a surgery this past Friday, which I will get into here in a moment. We are here. My name is Kevin Vargo, host, founder of the Midpark Music On Air podcast, and today I have a very, very good one for you. I know that for a fact because I've already had this guy on uh, back in July, actually, so it's coming up on a year, which is crazy already, uh, July of 2021. Uh, this will be the second time on here. Brandon of Drop Top Alibi, the Toronto-based rock and roll band. Um, and when I say rock and roll, man, I cannot mean that any more pure. Um, you know, this is a band that I respect wholeheartedly uh and that is not just um you know what we're talking about here in the in the conversation but man the sound that drop top alibi puts out is is uh, second to none in my opinion in the sense of of genuine rock music um man it's really good so uh the speaking of that of course uh, the song that you just heard there the little snippet at the beginning that was the brand new single that was released by drop top alibi uh that was dill song so um that was released uh when was that on march 18th um so not even a month old here just a couple weeks uh, make sure you give that some spins on uh whatever you know, uh, music stream, your platform that, uh, that you use. Um, but man, that's another good one. You know, there is, I, honestly, there's not a single drop top alibi song I've heard where I, you know, I go, Oh, you know, this is only okay. Or, I mean, literally I, I, I really, really like all of them. If you can't tell I'm being uh, genuine about that. Um, so we'll get to the music. Uh, we'll get to that whole song here in just a moment. Um, as I was saying, my surgery, um, whoo, it's been brutal. So I haven't really said it publicly, honestly, just cause it's gross. You know, I don't really care about, you know, sharing whatever I'm, I'm very, very open. Um, I just don't want to, uh, bombard people, but I know, you know, there's a select amount of people that listen to this and, uh, whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I had a surgery on my rear end, everybody. Yes. Uh, on, uh, unfortunately hemorrhoids. It was, uh, it is, I should say, absolutely brutal. Um, very, very painful post-op. I don't want to scare anybody, of course, you know, if that's something that you ever have to experience, you know, it's something that needs to be done. I don't regret it at all, of course. Um, but man, is it painful. Um, so it's been about five days. I've been managing that the best that I can. Um, and of course, like I said before that, I, um, had uh, a little trip to Nashville. So, been a busy few weeks for me and it's uh, going to be a busy spring as well and i think just you know for everybody that, that is listening likely that's the situation as well you know like i said i've got a good idea of who's listening at least the consistent listeners and you know i know a lot of those people are in the local music scenes all throughout getting ready for spring and summer shows and all that good stuff uh, but yeah um I'm just rambling on about whatever at this point. So let's get back to Drop Top Alibi. Of course, uh, I'm going to have some really good stuff for you here in this conversation. Some some really personal stuff, really, from both Brandon and myself. Um, you know, he goes into some detail about, um, you know, the fact that, especially with COVID-19, I think a lot of people experience this, you know, with loneliness and just kind of the wheels spinning, you know, and you'll hear him talk about and, um, you know, the everyday monotony of waking up and, and the days being the same and um, ultimately turning to alcohol at some points. And, you know, I, I, you know, I've been open with my experience with that uh, this past summer and fall and, and really falling into alcoholism in a hurry and, and, and that leading up to my accident, of course. And thankfully, that has far subsided since. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it really you know, can take a slap in the face, uh, a massive slap in the face like that, uh, unfortunately, for people to realize sometimes. But you'll hear all that in the conversation. Um, yeah, really good one for you. Um, like I said, this is Brandon uh, of Drop Top Alibi that we're going to have coming up for you. But right now we are going to listen to the whole song uh, of Dill Song. Again, this is the brand new single that is just a couple weeks old here from Drop Top Alibi. Um and yeah, we will be back after this song to uh, just a couple go over a couple more things. We'll listen to another song, which will be my favorite Drop Top Alibi song. Uh, and then we will head into the full conversation with Brandon. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We'll see you back in a couple minutes.
stop embarrassing myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for your earbuds that just had to listen to that. Um, ah, like I said, man, this, that is just good rock music. As I, you know, you'll, again, you'll hear us uh, talk about, you know, Brandon's influences. And again, he was on in, in July and we talked about this. And I mean, I can hear a lot of 90s classic, you know, just that really solid rock. Alice in Chains is the first band that comes to my mind every time that I hear Drop Top Alibi, just in a general sense, um, which I think is obviously quite a compliment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling on about you know the sound. I think at this point you get that I uh, very much love what they've got going on. Another band that I love uh, plugging in here that I think they're, they, they, you know these two have a lot uh, of similarities. They're, they know one another. Um, the, the, this band here, uh, one in the chamber is really the first band uh, that I kind of connected with in, in the local music scenes. And, and that really led to Toronto being the first city that I really, outside of my own, of course, um, that I was able to kind of break into and really meet a number of different bands. And, and just, uh, of course, all virtually, you know, I haven't, I haven't been to Toronto and whatnot, but hope to get there eventually and meet everybody. And, and um, yeah. Anyways, in terms of plugging uh, my good friends and at one in the chamber, and I know uh, Drop Top Alibi support them as well. Um, they have a brand new album that is going to be coming out tomorrow. Uh, that is uh, April eighth. Um, one in the chamber, like I said, there. I mean, just in in to- take the music out of it. I don't know a better group of people that I have met, and like I said, that's you know not just because of. You know, the situation where they were the first band that I ever connected with. Um, Jared, their drummer, is, is, you know, he and I have communicated consistently ever since. And, you know, he's, I mean, just as rock solid as ever. Um, I mean, again, I could go through each one and this conversation that we've had. And Christian um, is, is such a good, I mean, I just, again, man, you know, but. At the same time, this isn't uh, this isn't the One in the Chamber podcast. If you do want to listen to the One in the Chamber podcast, though, uh, you can, of course, go do that. Um, like I said, that was one of the very first ones. I think that was back in July of 2021. Um, but back to Drop Top Alibi, of course. Um, the song that we heard there, that was a Dill song. Um, what we're going to listen to here is my absolute favorite freaking uh, Drop Top Alibi song. I didn't play it on the first podcast go around because, um, it was a little older. And when I was just starting out with the podcast, I, you know, I was really trying to highlight the newer music and kind of just really trying to do things in a you know more formal way, I guess. But now fuck it. I'm open. Uh, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting the whole catalog. I love it. Um, you know, I think we've got enough of a, of a following at this point to play everything, which I really, really love. We're getting more into it. We're getting into the deep cuts. Uh, and this, my friends is so forgiving which is just a fucking rocker, man. I can turn this song up literally full blast on my, on my speakers over here and, and about break them um, and, and just wake up the whole neighborhood and rock out to this song, man. If I ever come to Toronto, uh, Brandon, if you're listening, I, I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, please play this song for me live because um, this shit rocks. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. All I really needed to note uh, before we get into the conversation. Um, yeah, uh, well, of, of course, uh, Drop Top Alibi is not just Brandon. Uh, he is the one who is uh, in the conversation here and who I had in the first one and had a relationship here with. But, uh, of course, got to give a shout out to, I'm just going off of the Spotify uh, bio here, but Dylan, Jeff, and Luke as well. Um, but, yeah. 
that's it. We're going to get into, like I said, So Forgiving, the full song here. And then that is going to take us into my full conversation, the second one here with Brandon of Drop Top Alibi. And then we will be back after the conversation, just wrap everything up. And then we will uh, talk about what we'll be having at the end of April and May. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And I, uh, I need to note, I know Brandon is very appreciative as well. Um, you know, all of the artists, all of the bands that have been on the Midpark Music On Air podcast uh, are, are extremely humbled. Uh, extremely thankful for the opportunity every time I speak with them. And, and I know for those of you that are listening, whether it's whether it's uh, a local you know person there in Toronto who knows uh, Drop Top Alibi wholeheartedly, or you're somebody who's just listening to this podcast and finding myself Drop Top Alibi for the very first time, welcome. Thank you. Uh, whomever you are, all the support is appreciated. Again, this is so forgiving. We will see you at the end of the conversation. Thank you guys.
rounding them up now with everybody coming back for a second one. This is another one I am very, very excited about relationship. I'm happy to continue to have here with my guy, with my guy, excuse me, Brandon from Drop Top Alibi. Welcome back, my guy. What's up, buddy? How are you? I am well. I am well. Coming in from Toronto, or he's coming from Brampton. The band bases out of Toronto. Uh, if those of you not familiar, of course, that's just kind of, a, I believe, right, just a suburb of Toronto. Brampton is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's start here, man. We are having uh, the conversation on March 19th. Uh, it's going to be out at the end of the month. But uh, that means as we're having this conversation just yesterday, released a new single. Um, first off, clear the air for those who might be confused. How do you pronounce the title? <laughs> Still song. Still song. Got it. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, it's, I don't think you can really mispronounce that. Um, yeah, it's still, you know, our guitar player's name is Dylan. He wrote the main riff. So Still song. That's what it is. Still song. There you go. I love it, man. Um, so. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the first song you guys have released in a minute, right? Yeah, I think uh, Not Your Average Sunday Morning came out November 2020, like later in 2020. And we've just been like we hit the woodshed and just started writing and exploring new, you know, recording processes and outlets for ourselves and just really waited until we were ready to to dig in full tilt and uh we didn't care that it was going to take a little while there's fuck all to do for two years anyways as far as like shows and whatnot so we weren't really in a rush <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean you know we're talking about it off the off the recording i mean it's you never know with, with what's going on and and what's gonna go on so um i think that you know is unique compared to what a lot of bands at least from what i have seen most bands you know, over the course of the of the pandemic, we're really releasing music, trying to get stuff out. Um, and I think it's I, I think it's cool. I think it's credit to you guys. You know, you didn't necessarily feel the need to get something out just to get something out. Um, you know, you think you I think you wanted to take your time with it, um, and it turned out great. I mean, shit, it's a hell of a song. I love the breakdown there. Right, is it like two two ten somewhere? Um, yeah, it's a it's a great tune. I haven't dug into the lyrics a whole lot yet, but I can let you uh, dig into that a little bit. Uh, did you write the lyrics? Yeah, I did. So this song, so this song was kind of, you know, when COVID first hit, we were like on the cusp of doing a big national tour. We had visas getting started to come down to the states and like you know go out to LA and you know, maybe make our way through Oregon and, uh, and Washington a little bit, but, um, yeah. So, and we had some songs we were sitting on and, and, you know, we kind of waited to see, and then we kind of got to the point where it's like, we have these songs, nothing's happening. We, we might as well try to stay relevant. And we did release songs, but it was like, you know, not the most satisfying cause we couldn't, you know, do anything from a live standpoint and we had lost the tour and whatnot. So, but so we hyper focused on the streaming and it, and it was good. It was our best releases numbers wise, but we just, we hit a point where we're like, okay, well that kind of sucked. Like let's, uh, let's just keep writing and working until we have a lot of songs and we can find a way to, we always knew we wanted to record live off the floor and we managed to finally find a guy who could facilitate it and who knew how to do it. And it went swimmingly. We basically have the fifth member of our band now. 
Who is and that guy? His name is Graham Shaw. And he he does a lot of work with Crown Lands, if you're familiar with them. Uh, he works with this band called Diggin' Roots. He's a like he's a drum tech. He's a, a live sound audio engineer, like mainly monitor mixes and stuff, which is the hardest job on the on the fucking sound crew for sure. Um, and he's he's also been working with bands for almost 15, 20 years, I think. And he has a shit ton of vintage gear, and he's got a great space. And Dillsong was the sort of trial song with him because we knew we could bang the song out very quickly from a bed standpoint. Like it was take number three is the song is the take you hear. So it was the four of us. We got our bed take take three and then we put vocals and some other ear candy on top and it was done. Um, and wow. it went well and we're super happy with it. So we've just been cranking. And the significance for Dill's song, not only was it one of the easier songs we could that we could do, it's a very kind of straight ahead song with like dynamics and stops and starts. And we're a good band. We've been playing together for a long time. So that stuff's not too hard anymore. And um, we also knew that if it went well, it was a song we wanted to lead off with. And it was one of, if not the first song we were all enthusiastic about diving into. Once sort of that first COVID wave in 2020 was done with by like, you know, May, June, where we could all kind of start getting out of our houses again and stuff. Uh, we start, we got together and we just wanted to focus on writing and Dylan had written that main riff. Um, you know, it's a little bent, it's weird, but it's heavy and catchy. And we all wanted to jump into it right away. And it was like the first or second time we ran through it. You know, I was all fucking hung over. I was not in a good place at the time because it was, you know, the COVID thing for a number of reasons. I was drinking a lot. And we just, I belted out the hook for the chorus, like lyric, note for note, lyric for lyric. And that just kind of kicked it off. And I was stuck with verse stuff, like the verses. And my drummer had a really good idea for a verse melody, which I used verbatim. And then I wrote the lyrics to it and my chorus stuck. And then, you know, Luke helped participated in the arranging and it was the first really like authentic team effort to make this song and we crushed it with the live off the floor thing and you know in our eyes it was exactly what we were hoping for so we just we full tilt boogie now she's out and it's a very genuine song for what was being felt at the time you know it's relevant trying to come out of this thing while everybody's sort of dealing with different iterations of the mental anguish that this fucking pandemic caused and it's a heavy, catchy song, and it goes over great live. We, you know, we, we got to play a show the other night, too. And, you know, it was basically, we're Drop Top Alibi. This song drops at midnight. It's called Dill's Song. And just, da, ba, ba, da, boom, boom. And that's it. Just electric for the next 35 minutes, you know. it's uh, It feels good. We're happy about it, man. It's a really genuine, open song. And it's opened the floodgates for us to just, like, live off the floor. If you can do it, man, it's so easy. It's so fast and we're, we're glad we're finally able to do it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I really hope this COVID thing is over because we are ready to hit the ground running. We got a lot of stuff in the works and stuff on the go, even bringing us to the U S next year, maybe, or later this year. So hopefully that all works out, you know, <laughs> man, got it down. Um, lots of stuff there. So, yeah, I would shit. You know, I, I obviously I don't have a technical ear. Um, I like to think for the common listener, I have a good ear, but uh, I sure wouldn't have known that you recorded that live and 
only three kills. You said it was in the third cut. Third, third cut. Yeah, we did a couple more just because it's so new to us. We had to be told by the by Graham, like you guys nailed it with take three, like it's fine, and we ended yeah. up keep, keeping all the beds. We just added to it. It was great. Man, oh, I said it sounds great. Um, no doubt. Um, lyrically, content of the lyrics, you kind of alluded to a little bit. Um, you know, you can share, of course, what you want, uh, but. You know, I know there there may be some things out there that people relate to and um, said you were going on through a lot in your life, um, you know, drinking a lot, which I can certainly relate to. You know, uh, people have may or may not have seen my Instagram post, of course, but uh, drinking heavily got, got me into uh, really I mean, the worst situation I've ever put myself in. Um, so I get it. Um What's it about? Yeah, it's 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 sort of one of those like about everything and about nothing, just kind of generally talking about just the just the feeling of blah. And you know, for people who who deal with depression or who deal with sort of with substance abuse, you know, there's always that state where it just like the best way to describe it is blah. You know, it's just nothingness and, and kind of numbing. And the pandemic, you know, when it first started, it was that, you know, I was going through some personal stuff leading into the pandemic. And then obviously the pandemic was this huge, like once in a lifetime fucking thing that like for the first five days of it, nobody, you know, people were afraid to leave their houses, you know, until we really started hearing about things. And it was just wild to see, you know, what grocery stores looked like. And, you know, everyone's out going for walks because you were not allowed to leave our homes but everyone's it's just it was so weird and there was this aura to it it's just something wasn't right it was almost like being in a movie and you know at, at point, several moments in my life you know drugs and alcohol have have played a, a played a role in in either the the excitingness and the impulsivity and the the, the mania that's super fun and enjoyable and also on the other side to that and when I hit a point in the pandemic, I was sober for about six weeks. I was in the process of like getting off weed for a little while and I ended up doing it for about six months, which was great. Um, and But I decided to tap sort of the no drinking thing at the start of the pandemic because there was other things going on. And then once I hit the point where I'm like, okay, fuck it, like I'm going to have some drinks, who cares? Within a week, it got so bad because it was just so boring. I wasn't working. You know, I was a freelance musician at the time teaching and gigging regularly and all of that disappeared right and a lot of my students weren't into online learning so i just i got to the point where i was able to get through a bottle of vodka like every two three days and it kind of came to a head in may like late may coming into june and it was just like one of those like moments where it's like okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna change this now and you know, unfortunately for me, it was around family as well. And so it was very much like, hey, you can't hide this anymore. What the fuck was that? You know, <laughs> and uh, I just I went back to work. I called an old boss, said I still have my tools. I need a job, which helped, you know, and just the lyrics for Dill's song was just they were written once things sort of stabilized. Um, but I still wasn't in a good headspace, you know, um, I just it had done some things that were like harm reduction, go back to work, establish routine, try to, you know, mitigate this, mitigate that. But so I just wrote the song about what, what was just like, you know, 
another evening in the pavement, you know, holding up my aching bones in my hands, you know, another bottle in the basement, holding up complacence all in my head. You know, it's just like, I'm bored as shit. And the world is like on fire right now. And this bottle takes all of that away. Yay. You know, and then just like how quickly that unravels once you sort of go towards that, you know, man, I wrote down a few things here. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. First off, um, whew, I can relate to the hell out of that, man. And, and that's why I asked, you know, well, for one, you said within a week, you know, when you decided to have a few drinks and then within a week it was out of control. Uh, that's good for me to hear. Per, I mean, it's, it's, I need to hear it, you know, because as I told you, I, you know, I had my accident uh, in December, haven't drank since. Uh, and of course, every now and again, there's that little curiosity. But to hear that, um, you know, and, and every now and again, I see, you know, stories of, you know, people getting arrested for doing stupid shit while they're drunk or this or that. I'm like, see, it's, it, like I need to focus on that stuff because, yeah. And you said it, too, you know, drugs and alcohol are, are there. For some great times um you know they help enhance a lot of things um it's a great friend for you when, when there's nothing there um you know you can have a great time with other people when they're there but the other side of that you know is everything that you just explained um and that you are explaining in the song and um yeah man I, like i said i did you know same thing i was I got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. I was unemployed for all of 2020. Yeah, uh, or the, most of the second half and then beginning of 2021. Got a job, uh, but that job even was working from home. So, I mean, it's not like I was going out, you know, into the world. I still was home alone. I was in Chicago all by myself, no friends. And, and the only thing that's there is alcohol. You know, every, and, and man, you know, like you, I, I hadn't drank in maybe two years, honestly. And it was the summer, this past summer of 2021. You know, I went to a baseball game, I had a few drinks. And then, you know, before I knew it, in a couple of weeks, I was having a few six packs a week. And then I was having a six pack every night. Yeah. You know, by the time I, I had my accident, uh, I was drinking every fucking night, you know, in some in some fashion. Um, and like I said, you get to the point where you can't hide it. Um, so, man, I, I get it, man. You know, like I said, I, I only say all of that, of course, not to take any you know attention away from you, only, you know, to relate to you and, and you know, let you know that it's OK. Uh, you know, that and certainly by no means are we the only two that have ever. Uh, experience that you know uh alcohol man is a is a hell of a drug um and it is, it is yeah <laughs> a, oh yeah a, a bad thing man um you know it, yeah we could go on and on about that um but like i said man thank you for sharing i gotta i gotta really dig into that song after we get off here um so what else beyond you know taking uh taking a little bit of a turn back to the music um for drop top here 
I know you can't, you know, maybe necessarily give too many details, but uh, what, and you kind of gave it, you know, an idea already. Obviously, you guys want to keep playing live and get out there, hopefully have a great summer. But, you know, in the sense of EP, album, obviously we've got a single out now. I know you said you guys were writing a hell of a bunch of tunes out. So what's kind of around the corner? Well, we've been, like, like I said, you know, the live off the floor thing, when you're good at it and you have a good, you know, captain, behind the product the producer role and the production role and the engineering role you know you can move very fast and we have been in the studio um there's going to be a lot of music over the next 18 months um and i'm just excited to as it's completed see how it goes and lucky for us you know the streaming era has you know given you options in terms of how you want to go about releasing things and there's a lot of ugliness to that to that world but there is a freedom as well it's not all bad um and we have a ton of music and we are working on a ton of music there are already other songs that are finished um so i don't know what we're gonna do yet but we have a lot of tunes and we're gonna get creative as we roll them out and we have a lot of things lined up and you know maybe kind of quite possibly who knows just if it's this one time maybe you know those tour dates later in the year and kind of but you know it's everyone's kind of deciding that pandemic's over if it actually is we're ready to roll but if it's not you know we're just gonna have a lot of music and that's that's just all we can do right now and if things stay open as we're approached with different opportunities then we'll we'll get to play them as we go but for right now, the summers have usually been pretty good, and we got some exciting stuff lined up, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Summers in Toronto, man. It's got to be a nice thing. Uh, you know, kind of like in Cleveland, uh, obviously the winter months are pretty brutal, um, and, and those winter months can stretch. Although, man, this I don't know about it there. Um, this winter, knock on wood, wasn't too bad. I mean, we had a couple storms, you know, um, but wasn't too bad. Um, I don't know how the fuck I just got on the subject of snowstorms. Um, <laughs> but either, you know, whatever you guys decide, um, I'm sure it'll be great. And I can't wait to see. Um, I hope you guys are able to get in the United States, too. That would be uh, that would be fantastic because that would definitely be a hurdle for me to not have to cross because I don't even have a fucking passport, man. Uh, yeah. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Canadian passport gets you anywhere in the world, man. It's really good to have. Yeah, I feel like I feel like every like most people in every other country have a passport, but then Americans are just like, you know, as usual. Um, I have a I have a joke, but I'm a, I don't know. I'm, a lot of your audience is American, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to myself. <laughs> up to you, man. Um, man, oh, that's funny. Let's talk about a little bit, you know, because obviously this is your second time on the show, but people may have not heard the first one or whatever. Uh, and this answer can change, I think, from time to time. But um, where does your influence come from? You know, I think both. How did you start playing music? You know, when did you start playing music? And now that you're playing music and you're in your what mid 20s, upper 20s. We'll say I like I like the sound of mid twenties, yeah. Upper twenties? That'd be upper twenties. I'm about to be thirty in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're getting there. 
Yeah, man. Um, but you obviously have your own influences now. Um, where's all of that lie? Well, you know, I mean, everybody starts off with, like, for me, it was School of Rock and just all those bands. Like, you get it, you know, you start off getting into, you know, either the metal bands like Metallica and Pantera, or you start off with, like, ACDC and Zeppelin and stuff. And for me, it was definitely the ACDC, Zeppelin, The Who, T-Rex route. And then I just got heavier and heavier. And I developed a huge affinity for grunge. And that first wave of like American alternative rock music, like Jane's Addictions, Fishbone, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then, then that just developed into this like crazy Josh Homme universe of stoner rock. And, you know, I was late to the Queens of the Stone Age party, but that, you know, has had a tremendous influence on my songwriting. And I do a lot of the, at least initial writing for the band. And I've gone a lot more stoner rock in the last few years than like previously Soundgarden, STP, Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses was kind of the first, you know, like the, the EP with Burn on it and like Summer Nights and City Lights. That was more of a, you know, there's breakdowns and there's fuzz and it's grungy and heavy, but it's also got this shine to it that like is very classic rock, you know? And this stuff with like Dill's song and the stuff you're gonna hear as well in conjunction you know, we went straight fuzz. We went vintage gear on everything. You know, my bass player, Luke, he's playing playing these songs through, you know, spec for spec, the, the old PV rig that Nick Oliveri used on the first Queen of the Stone Age record. You know, I'm, I'm using a 1974, like one of 200 Marshall font amp that some guy in Windsor fucking had that my buddy got for me. Like we're using all these crazy amps and all vintage shit and it's being recorded the old school way. So we've really like bands like Queens, Caius, Soundgarden, STP, you know, producers like Brendan O'Brien and just that sort of mentality of all of that between the five of us. Cause that includes Graham as well. Um, that's where this wave is really coming from. And it's cool, man. There's some really bent riffs in there, but the songs are really good. You know, so it's like we feel really excited about getting to be weird, but like, holy shit, this is a good fucking song, man. Like, this is this got some hooks to it. They're just really bent and weird, you know. And people are excited about it. The people we've been showing our demos to, man. And uh, I'd say the biggest influence right now is is like desert rock and and stoner metal and and that whole thing right now. Yeah, man. I mean. I can hear all that. Um, I know there's a there's a certain sound I'm gonna get with with DTA, but also, you know, I think there's enough variation in what you've already put out to know that there's a lot of excitement to be left to be had. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, man. So I mean, I was very excited. I don't know if you can hear my dog fucking snoring in the background, um, but I was very excited for this one. Yeah, I put on the I put a first up there on the new new weekly playlist. Nice. Um, that's just a solid rock and roll tune, man. I mean, and, and literally all of your songs are. I mean, that I hear, like I said, so much of the influence, and I so forgiven for me is still. When was that song released? 2017. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, that's an old tune, man. Like that song, that was like when we were first trying to cut our teeth. That was a song we had, so we had been gigging it for like two years before we put it out. Like it's an old song. <laughs> Ooh, I fucking love it. Yeah, I mean, in I don't know, you know, what your influences were at that time, but man, I can hear some serious like '90s, like Alice in Chains type. Yeah. Love yep. that shit, man. Oh yeah. Bring that song anytime. That was when the big like you know how you get go through obsessive phases with bands and artists where it's like it's all all the time for a while like during during that time the bands that that was happening with were were alice and chains oasis you know this is like kind of between me and dylan because we didn't really have jeff and luke full time back then you know between him and i like the obsessive phases were with bands like um um alice uh oasis soundgarden Dylan had had got to the Queens of the Stone Age party then, but I didn't, and I was doing a lot of the writing then. Um, Jane's Addiction, Guns N' Roses too, because I was right around the time we got to work with Gilby. Like, that's kind of where all that, like, you know, jambalaya came from. Sort of those were the bands that the obsessive, uh, like, binges, those were the bands that, that, that were happening with that with us back then. Yeah. You can definitely hear it. Love it, man. That's interesting that it's so that's that's probably close to ten years old. I mean, yeah, is already five years ago. Yeah, um, I think it's like that song. So we would have been gigging that. We probably debuted it live either in 2014 or 2015. And then it got recorded in 2016, and the EP came out 2017. So that song, that's a, what is it, 2022 now? That song is at least seven years old, maybe even close to eight. It's wild. I'm sure that's wild for you to say. Yeah, yeah. it's like, wow, time flies, man. You know, like like you said, like we are in our late 20s. It's like, you know, you kind of have you kind of have an idea of how this thing might go, um, and to just it's like wow, like seven years has already gone by and you know so many great things have happened but then this like weird two-year like pause period happens and you kind of are starting over again it's it's cathartic in one way but it's also like i mean it was a hell of a ride for a bit before this pandemic hit right so it's interesting it's like to have the two-year period that's just nothingness really adds a lot of like holy fuck that was that long ago at this point you know <laughs> it could have been five years but it's seven you know what i mean <laughs> wow oh no man <laughs> yes i absolutely know what you mean um <laughs> one in the chambers got a new uh album coming right yeah reload yeah yeah did I you have anything to do with that i know you're very close with them no we've never done any playing features with each other um i knew they were busy i talked to jared a decent amount uh and christian as well i knew they were doing stuff but i wasn't sure if they were going to do a full length if they were going to do an ep um excuse me and yeah and then they announced the ep and i'm looking forward to hearing it it's been some time before they've since they've put out uh, i got something to say so it should i'm looking forward to hearing it man there's some songs that they haven't recorded that they've been playing live that i would expect are on this new ep and they're good tunes so i'm really excited to hear what it is yeah it's interesting man you guys you and uh one in the chamber 
were two of the very first bands that I like legitimately connected with when I started doing this almost a year ago. And ironically enough, you guys were also two of the bands that hadn't released any new music like during that whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, now you guys have your single out and they got the album coming or the EP. So uh, I'm excited for it as well. Yeah. Um, any other shout outs, you know, as far as while we're on that topic, people you want to give, I know, um, gosh, I forget. And I'm, I'm the worst now. You already gave one to uh, who you said was practically the fifth member of the band. What was his name? Graham Shaw. Yeah. Graham. yeah. He's the um, wizard. He's our guy. Who is the, uh, or who are the second, third and fourth members of the band? Not that there's any order, of course, but uh, we've got you, Graham, and then who else? Uh, so the, like the band itself, the musical band is me, Dylan Wikes, uh, who plays guitar and sings backup. We got Luke Ricci on bass and singing backup and then Jeff Cox on the drums and singing backup. Jeff's, Jeff's a monster. He's, he's the main backup singer, but Luke and Luke and then Dylan probably to a lesser extent, uh, I've really gotten good at filling out the rest of it. Dylan's really good at it. He just doesn't do it as often as Luke in terms of like who's singing the parts. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Graham's our, our production guy and is like totally sonically the fifth member of the band. But we got Anil, Anil Little working for us as well. She's like truly the fifth member of the band. Like she's been the one, you know, our media looks a lot better these days. And that's been, you know, 100 percent to do with her uh, becoming involved with this band. So a huge shout out to her. She's a gem to work with. And uh, we're going to have a ton of really cool vis- visual content coming out soon. That's totally, you know shout out to her for making that happen so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun six months man we got a lot of shit coming out and we wouldn't be able to do it without anil and graham those two uh most in particular and then obviously everybody around us you know friends family you know diehard fans who always are there and always ask and reach out to us you know kaylin provo is one of those people and um yeah man the queen of toronto music scene yeah, man, it's small. I mean, it's a big ass city. It's bigger than almost all the cities in the states, for Christ's sake. But it's still a, it's a small scene, really. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, Kaylin, you mentioned yeah. her. I'm saying she, she's the queen of the Toronto music scene for sure. She's getting yeah. there. She's getting yeah. there. It's funny because she's from Niagara and like Niagara, like the Niagara area, Hamilton. That's like closer to Buffalo almost than it is Toronto. Yeah. So it's interesting that she has such a strong connection with you know guys like us and the Jailbirds and one in the Chamber and. Yeah, those are more like the Toronto side bands, and it's yeah, man, it's cool. She's cool. Yeah, we just there's a lot of good people, a lot of fans. You know, rock and roll, especially in Canada, has really gone underground. Um, but the people who still give a shit about it, they they, you know, they like all of us really. It's it's cool. It's interesting, and it's uh, motivating too, because when we were able to you know poke our heads out of the sand last year here and there and get on stage like it was electric man the crowds were great people were hungry we played great like it was uh it's cool so we can't get we can't wait to get back to it yeah uh jeff cox drummer yeah uh, he does a lot of stuff with a lot of bands am i right uh here and there right now he's not so busy but he was working with the jailbirds for a bit just live and i think he, he might have recorded with them a little bit um but they got a guy now, who, you know, a Toronto, a Toronto veteran, a guy named Kevin Costa. He's the real deal. Uh, he plays with a band called The Crooked as well, uh, live mainly. Um, he plays in a band called Sweet and the Big Bad. Jeff does. They're they're really good. They they basically were the 
like picking up the pieces from a band called the road heavy i was doing some things in ontario for a couple years there um and jeff was also in that band so it's him and the two singers from that band uh pat and jules and they just they have fun man they write good songs and they put them out but you know everybody's not everybody in that band is looking to pursue music as a full-time career right so it's it, lucky for us that drop top is, is is his thing is his primary thing and we all are looking to play guitars for our living and whatever that may look like but as long as it's us trying with uh to get drop top music to as many listeners as we can and get to go on the road and meet everybody and do our shit and you know pay for rent too you know what i mean like uh he's on board for doing that and we're very grateful about it but you should get you should check out his other band sweet and the big bad when you get a chance they're pretty rocking good southern rock band yeah for sure um what do you do outside of music again i work right now uh so i was pre-pandemic i was working full-time as a music teacher and like a performer like whether it was Club residencies, uh, weddings, corporate parties, you know, I did it all, cover bands, you know, it was fucking awesome. Uh, what I do now, because a lot of that, you know, none of that has really opened up back to the point where you can pay for everything using doing that. Um, so I went back to the trades. I work as a carpenter. A lot of custom builds like mansions and stuff. Uh, a lot of structural framing, but we usually do the finish and trim and stuff. There's some really talented guys on the crew and I swing a hammer, man, but that's okay. I've just been stacking the money, and uh, I'm going to be able to go back on the road whenever everything's uh, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And nothing wrong with that at all, man. Uh, no, I mean, if you're good at it, it brings you money and, and allows you to also pursue music, then uh, I see no problem with it. only thing with those types of jobs, man, you know, those are those are jobs that will push you to drinking for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I mean – I've done some blue collar jobs in my life. Not much anymore. Uh, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I am not built for it. I want, I am, I'm lazy. I want to listen to music. I want to talk about music. I want to uh, talk about art and stuff like that. I'm about to be 30 years old. I did enough of that shit in my late teens and early twenties. Um, <laughs> so I get it, man. Um, it's hard work for sure. But, but like, absolutely nothing to be shamed of or anything man that's um it's good i didn't know um what do you want people to know about drop tie a drop why do i keep saying them like drop tie i bop if i can talk why do i keep uh doing that what do you want people to know about drop top alibi not only you know short term here but uh i guess just overall we're just doing it our way, man, and we're doing it how we want to do it, and it's genuine, and it's not with any hidden agenda or ulterior motives. What you hear is what you get, and what you see is what you get, and we're good, man. We don't suck, so if you feel like it's you're having a hard time finding an interesting new rock band, like I'd, I'd give us a shot, that's for sure. I can agree with that. <laughs> um man i tell you like i i i what's the correct wording i'm trying to say i wouldn't say there's ever been a band that's come on here that like, i don't like their music i mean i just i i wouldn't i wouldn't pursue a conversation with a band whose music i was like wow this is shitty um <laughs> you know but 
I guess when I tell you, like, I really fucking, like, I think it's really good. I really mean it. Um, I hope you can sense that that genuine, you know, touch, man. I, I, I you've got it, you know. You and I have connected before, you know, same story now. Very, uh, you know, proud to be a friend. Uh, thank you for sharing, of course, everything you already have, man. And, and uh, yeah, I think you're primed to have a good, a great 2022 summer. You know, that's the most important part of the year, of course, especially in these northern parts where we only get a few months of the year. Yeah. Uh, what is, yeah, do you guys have a lot of, is it indoor, outdoor venues there? Or, I mean, what are the venues like there? Or is it a pretty well, good mix of both? It's a good mix of both. But, yeah, like, Toronto winters are pretty tough. Like, this was a tough winter. Um, and, you know, the spring and fall, especially over the last 10, 15 years with, like, global warming and just how all those things have shifted, like, it's not spring and a fall anymore. So sometimes it's cold a lot longer or it's really fucking hot a lot longer. Um, there are plenty of indoor spaces because you need them to have culture function for, you know, year round in, in this climate. Um, but there are also large and medium and, and small size outdoor venues that are fucking kick ass and a great place to see a show in, you know, June, July, August and, and whatnot, you know? No doubt. How about, you guys? How about you guys? I know you guys got like, you know, you got the baseball stadium, the football stadium, yeah. Uh, but like, what about like parks and shit like that? Are there any like outdoor amphitheaters and whatnot? You know, that's a great question in sense of local music. Um, you know, I know all the big ones because you know, I mean, I was gone for six years. I was uh, I was in Nashville and Chicago, um, as you know. Um, and now I'm back in Ohio. But I was gone for six years, so I mean, I know all the big ones, but. Um, that's a good question. You, you've given me some research to do um, with outdoor venues. There's a lot of there's a lot of indoor, you know, just because I've seen, you know, over the last few months. Um, there's a lot on the west side of Cleveland in Lakewood. Um, like you said, there's big ones like the baseball stadium, football, basketball, um, basically any, you know, even Toronto shit has, you know. Any major city is going to have those types of things, but um yeah, I mean, even in, in down in here in Canton is where I live. There's uh, a few little venues and whatnot, so it's tight. Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm still immersing myself. You know, I um sometimes there's always that that feeling of slight imposter syndrome. You know, like I don't belong. Uh, you, you know, because I don't play music or I don't have a, a necessarily a music background or whatnot uh but then i get to the point you know i'm usually pretty strong-minded in that and i get to the point of saying all right fuck that uh, mm. but of course i'm always in my own head um and now i'm just rambling on you know but um you've no, given me we need guys, we need guys like you man guys with podcasts and shows and audiences like it's all good man it's all part of the same goal and community like it's it's no need to feel like an imposter. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. You know, I, I it's genuine, you know, the music. And, and that's why, you know, I, I stay away from rock or stay away from rock, stay away from rap and country and stuff, you know, because I couldn't be genuine about that. Um, so, yeah, just try to be real with it. And I know you, you guys most definitely are as well. And we could go on and on, man. But, yeah, anything else that uh, that we've missed 
you want to mention anything at all? No, just, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. Summer's coming. And, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, if the new single, if you, if you're vibing with the new band, then stick around. Cause there's a lot more of it to come. Can't wait. Can't wait. Brandon, you're the man. Uh, as always, you're welcome on this podcast. You're welcome in my home anytime, brother. Um, yeah, your music uh, will be on here in about five minutes as soon as we're done talking. I, I am very excited to, to dig into the lyrics. Um, and not only that, excited to see what comes in summer and, and beyond for you guys. Stay in contact, man. As always, good to talk. Yes, sir. Cheers, Kevin. Thanks for having me. You too, brother. So, yeah, you know it. I always say it. Um, you know, I hope that you get something from from these conversations. And I don't mean that just, um, you know, music. Of course, that's why we're here. Um, the music is what brings this community together and what brings you here ultimately. Um, but I hope that there is substance in these conversations that you can truly take away and learn something from. And from that conversation, my gosh, if you can't... Um, I don't know. <laughs> you no, know, there's um, just, I'm so thankful for Brandon, you know, again, for sharing, you know, the things that he did there and um, just such a good conversation. Anytime I link up with him and, and um, you know, we always have just such a, a great bond and, and, and I, I feel like I'm, you know, ultimately building a dating profile for him at this point. So I'm going to stop, <laughs> but uh, my guy knows I love him. Uh, and uh, again, the whole band there in Drop Top Alibi, absolutely love their sound, love everything that they've got going on musically. Cannot wait to hear what's coming. Cannot wait to see how they do this summer and what goes on, um, you know, again, for the whole Toronto scene up there uh, and everybody, you know, that that has been just so supportive of this platform and, and of all the local bands there. Um that's going to wrap it up for this podcast episode. That's going to wrap it up again for the month of March slash April. If you haven't figured it out, essentially the schedule uh, that we're that we're going with each month here is uh, I, I typically record the podcast episodes, you know, with the bands. Um, so let's say right now uh, I'm recording things uh, at the beginning of April, uh, and then those are the podcast episodes that will get published at the end of April. And that usually carries about a few days or a week into the following month, uh, which, of course, would be May, which at that time is going to be my 30th birthday, I may add, which is nuts to think about. I'm going to be 30 in a couple weeks. That's, ah, man, whoo. Uh, bought myself a guitar, though. I, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to play. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, I've obviously, ob fucking ob is that how you say that? Ob fucking isly. However, I'm trying to really reiterate it, how obvious it is that I've wanted to play guitar um, for a long time. Um, and there was one point where I started to learn a few chords and make it sound, you know, even decent. Um, but you know, as 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 the story goes, just didn't stick with it, and that was really it. Um, I don't know, have a single clue how to read music or anything. And I think at this point, you know, as I said, I'm about to be 30, that ship has probably sailed. Um, you know, for me, I, I do trust my ear very, very well. You know, I've been listening to rock and roll now for 15 to 20 years, and I will put my, my ear up next to anybody's and knowing what sounds good. So probably gonna have to do that off of uh, sound. And somehow this turned into me talking about how the fact that I got a guitar and I'm just rambling on about myself like I do at every episode at some point and realize that I'm doing it and I should stop. So I'm going to stop. 
as I said, that wraps up the episode, everybody. I appreciate it so very much. A couple episodes that I know are going to be coming. Uh, and like I said, that uh, that I have already recorded that are going to be uh, published here. At the end of the month, uh, we are going to have Family Vacation, which will be another second episode. So I think that's uh, now four or five, which are we are coming back for second episodes, which is fantastic. Uh, and Truss. Can't wait for them. Uh, that's uh, a band that I've had a great relationship with. Again, all virtually, of course. Um, you know, both uh, Eric and Hannah there. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're they out of Cleveland, Ohio, and, and really excited for you guys to hear that one as well. But this is Drop Top Alibi. Um, again, the, the song that we heard there at the beginning of the episode, that was the very most recent release from uh, Drop Top Alibi. Uh, just a few weeks old there, a deal song. We also heard uh, So Forgiving before the conversation. That is my absolute favorite Drop Top Alibi song. Again, not that I don't like Odd. Uh, all of them. <laughs> and uh, on the way out here, we are going to listen to a February 2020 song, Take It All in Stride. So Take It All in Stride is going to take us out here. Again, my name is Kevin Vargo. I am the host and founder of Midpark Music on Air Podcast. If you have any questions, feedback, concerns, anything at all, reach out to me. You know how to do that in 2020. Support our local artists. Follow Drop Top Alibi on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, whatever. Do the thing. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time.